I, I did have a, a physical uh, recently, and apparently my ears are very waxy, but I, <laughs> I, I claimed it not to be impacting my hearing because everything remains balanced. <laughs> because well. uh, there have been times where uh, <laughs> one ear has waxed over. <laughs> wow, that's... Wow. I am an impressive specimen <laughs> in, in many areas. <laughs> Yeah, I have a physical on uh, Friday, actually, or is it Thursday? One of those days. I, I go to my doctor and my dentist on alternate on Thursday and Friday, but I, I don't remember <laughs> which is when. My calendar will tell me, though, so it's not like I'll show up at my dentist and be like, all right, I'm ready for my physical. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I'll get to show my doctor an exciting new phenomenon uh, that I get, which is, so I was at PAX East um, Wednesday through basically today, <laughs> this morning. Uh, and on Thursday, which was the first day of the actual conference, I walked over 20,000 steps, which is a lot for me. <laughs> um, and I got this thing, this weird rash on my lower legs that's called, uh, it has a bunch of names, uh, golfers vasculitis is one, because uh, it usually happens to old people <laughs> when they walk a bunch, or like Disney rash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and it's really not very attractive. Uh, luckily, it's pants season. <laughs> and it's also, you know, it's always pants season for me, so that's fine. <laughs> But it's like it's it's really uh, and luckily it doesn't like hurt or itch or anything, but it's just real ugly and weird. And uh, so, you know, that uh, I. Yeah, but uh, I I don't seem to have uh, picked up any illnesses from the conference. I still have my lingering cough from before, but that's just, you know, that's that's just an old disease that's fine although i may bring it up with my doctor hey i've been coughing forever can we make that stop i guess she'll listen to my lungs and see if like I'm, i actually you know have something wrong with me or if it's just like oh, yeah, you're just gonna cough for a little while <laughs> and and uh presumably all credit for not getting sick not getting the pax pox <laughs> is uh i was like religiously hand sanitizing every anytime i like touched the convention center um and washing my hands a bunch too and i wrecked the skin on the back of my hands <laughs> It was horrible. It like hurt. Like I I I put on uh, I I started doing hand sanitizer on like Friday morning, and it was like, oh, this is hurting me. <laughs> so I, because I'm stupid. Um, what, what you need to do, as it turns out, is first you use the hand sanitizer, and then you use some hand lotion. And yeah, I was gonna like, say yeah. <laughs> and I had hand lotion. I just wasn't Seems using it. Because... Like it'd be the thing you would have strong opinions on, like which lotion. Because I was about to say like, didn't you have like some Jergens on you or something? But opted oh, not, not to Jergens. for that yet for this reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Jergens is fine, but that's just not. Although, um, so the brand of hand lotion that I prefer is Luxitant, and uh, but I did uh, upgrade to a stronger version of my usual uh, hand lotion, which is their shea butter hand lotion, uh, because there happens to be one of their little storefronts in Washington Union Station. So I kind of went shopping in between my two trains. Uh, <laughs> Also, because I couldn't fucking find, uh, I forgot whether, so you, you, when you, when you exit Amtrak, you're in like, you're on one level of 
the of Union Station, and there's a level above you, and there's a level below you, and I did not remember which one uh, had the metro trains, so... I, you know, <laughs> I bought some hand lotion and took the opportunity to ask the employee and, uh, you know, where it was. And she was like, oh, you, you go down, you go to the end of this hallway and there's an escalator, which was broken. So I got to lug my uh, suitcase down a bunch of stairs. Well, not stairs, escalator stairs, which are bigger. Um, and then even then, like, it's it's almost hidden. Like the signage for the metro in Union Station is bad. You have to kind of know, and I didn't, so I wandered around for a while, and then I finally got my metro train. Uh, It was an all-trains, well, except for all the taxis that I took in Boston. By the way, so last time I was in Boston, I thought that Boston taxi drivers were, like, the scariest thing ever. But that's just because I had never ridden with a Boston Uber driver. (laughs) holy crap those people are erratic and they honk a lot and they get honked at a lot because they're erratic and they do like highly questionable maneuvers and it was terrifying and i don't think they actually got me where i was going faster than the taxi drivers who you know were aggressive but not like terrifying i don't know but it's nice um not to have to do the whole airport thing yeah. Although uh, boarding in Union Station, because that's the end of the line, th- there is a like creeping closer and closer to airports, like every time I've done it aspect to it, where you're starting to like line up in a specific line yeah. or else. And I know and I know it's just a line for now, but <laughs> I don't know. So it is like that in Washington Union Station, but in Boston South Station, it really wasn't. You just kind of stand around and look at the sign until it like a real train station. Finally, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fact, Penn Station is still like that, except right. way more stressful. Well, yes, because uh, it's uh, which track roulette until like it's time to board. <laughs> well, yes, it was like that in South Station too. But at least all of the gates were like easy to see and like mm. understand how to get from where you were to where you needed to be, pretty much. Um, also I could like see the train pull up cause it, you know, it was just one of the tracks that was like right in front of the sign. So I basically knew which track it was going to be before it was officially announced. Uh, the nice, it's, it's kind of cool. So I took the Acela, uh, which is the closest thing that we have in this country to high speed rail. It's the only highish speed rail that we've got. The train uh, set is capable of achieving high speeds. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, it ends up being a seven-hour train ride from Washington all the way to Boston. They changed crews in New York, uh, and they rescan your tickets, which is kind of whatever. But it seems like if they put the little pink thing in, I don't know. Do you get out and back in? or No. That's that. Then that doesn't. No, you, no. At when you get to Penn Station, they take all the little tickets off the back of the seats, which are the thingy that indicates to the employees yeah. that this person has paid. And uh, and and then somebody comes through and scans everybody again. Uh, those those of us who had been continuing, as well as new passengers from New York. So I don't really understand why, but I I I don't know. Maybe they know something that I don't. But overall, like I I so the ASL is kind of expensive, uh, depending 
how like the <laughs> it, it, it the, the price varies a lot. It's almost like airplane tickets yeah. where the price kind of varies depending when you buy it. So it wasn't so bad. I I've seen Amtrak red eyes um for not Acela from just me to DC at like $49 and Acela at like $69. And I, yeah. I bet you paid a bit more. <laughs> Quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but not significantly more than a Northeast Corridor train, which would be a little bit slower, like half an hour slower or something. Yeah, that's a bit of a uh, problem. <laughs> but the bonus um, with the Acela is that it's all business class or first class, which means that the seats are a little bit farther away. They have footrests. They're wider, I think. Um, I don't know. It's it's like a pretty pleasant seating experience. Well, it's uh, uh it's uh, uh, two across aisle and two across, right, the whole way. Uh, yeah. In in business class, in first class, it's two and then one, which is even wider. Yeah. Yeah, but and uh, so the the other interesting thing about the Acela is that you never know who you're going to be sitting next to. Mm. Um. So it's almost like flying first class that way, even just in, in business class. Uh, I don't think I was seated next to anyone interesting on the way back from Boston, but on the way um, going from Washington to New York, I was seated next to a relatively well-known political commentator who was working on his next book, which I know because I was shamelessly peeking at the screen <laughs> of his of his MacBook Air. But, you know, I, you know I'm curious about if he, had, he didn't make he, he, like, got up and went to the bathroom and left his laptop open, unlocked, whatever, <gasps> so... I know, right? So of course I'm going <laughs> to snoop. I mean, come on. Yeah, the extent uh, you can without touching it anyway. Well, yeah, of yeah. course. I don't want his germs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there, it was like a political commentator writing a book. I'm like, huh, all right. That's the Excel, the Acela experience. Evidently, in the first class car, you can listen in on like senators and, and business people like making loud business deals. But I was actually in the mm. quiet car, which is not a first class car. Uh, it's a business class car where you need to shut the fuck up because I'm a big fan of being surrounded by people who have shut the fuck up. Yes, it's a very good feature of trains that offer it. Yeah, uh, so I traveled in the quiet car both ways, and I was quiet, as you do, <laughs> and so is the political commentator. Although, you know, the thing about the quiet car is that loud typers, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like they should be discouraged. He's going to need a new MacBook Air. I don't know. Uh, well, it wasn't, actually, that guy wasn't so bad. His was an older one with the OK keyboard. Like, his was probably, mm. I don't know, 2015 or so 2016 maybe uh older with the with the normal keyboard that was nice and not too bad um but on my on my way uh back there was somebody seated like in the row in front of me who was a super loud typer and probably had the shitty new keyboard because it was real loud but uh airpods pro did effectively like shut that all off while i was using them yeah um so i flew to california for a wedding uh, a couple weeks ago i we lost track of time. I guess it was January. Um, <laughs> you know, a few days, January. Uh, when the uh, paramedics arrived after I didn't faint and they asked me what day it was, I told them I would never be able to tell you that. I right. believe it's still February. <laughs> I just don't normally know that. Yeah. I check my watch. Like, <laughs> There's no real reason for me to know that for the most part. Um, yeah, but anyway, that trip I decided to not bother with the big air, uh, air phones, 
still don't exist. Uh, the, they should, though. Yeah. Uh, the head pods I'm wearing right now to do this. <laughs> um, and, and just brought the uh, AirPods Pro. And they were fine on the flight, other than, um, you know, needing to give them a couple of, like, bathroom breaks, uh, you know, because it was a long enough flight. And I was also using them to endure the things before flying and all of that. Mm. So, um, right. but yeah, they noise canceled really good. It's pretty impressive for how tiny they are. So, you well, know, they're, I they're watched... sealing your ear. So, well, true. Yeah. I, I watched the latest episode of Outlander and it was, <laughs> and the, uh, the, the AirPods worked really great for that. The only thing is I don't uh, like to have them in without any sound going on, but I also like can't have music playing while I'm trying to read like I can't split my attention that way so I did take them off eventually and then I could appreciate the loud ass typing of the woman in front of me she eventually did stop I like also how in Amtrak trains you have like curtains that you can like pull over the window it's very charming is that on the regular corridor one I don't recall. um I think so well then it, okay so maybe only in business class. I uh, always take business class because... Um, no, I've only written in steerage. <laughs> oh, yeah. I um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They're actually thinking of doing assigned seating in trains now for all, all trains on Amtrak. They do it in, I think, in the first class on the Acela for sure and possibly somewhere else. I don't know. But it's it's they kind of want to do that because if you get on at not one of the termini, Terminus, if you get on in the yeah. middle, like <laughs> like if you get on at Philadelphia when the train started in Washington D.C., like and you're a family, you're not sitting together, right? You're just yeah. not, yeah. Unless you can negotiate with people to move, which you don't want to do because it's talking. Well, even whatever. when you get on at the end, there's somehow people that seem like they got on like yeah. 40 minutes ago and it's like I, I i was in the only line like where did you come from well, person who's already so, here and settled <laughs> i did read about this on the internet if you oh, good. ask for assistance from the red cap people they board they carry your shit on for you and you board earlier hmm. and they like help you so that's where those people came from <laughs> those those people who somehow got on the train before actual boarding um, which, you know, it's meant for like people who actually need assistance. So I don't actually, I don't really take advantage of that. It's nice how, uh, big the overhead storage is. Like, cause I have kind of a, I have like a medium sized suitcase. It's somewhere in between like what people consider a carry on nowadays, which is gigantic, <laughs> much larger than it used to be. Because air, it's funny, airlines think that they're going to change our behavior by um, by uh, charging money for us to check bags. But it just means people are going to pack every bit as much shit. So there's going to be just as much weight. It'll just be like compacted yeah. in packing cubes into one of those little rollerboards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not actually saving anything i mean i always check a bag because i just i can't be bothered <laughs> and also i need like a lot of my my bag of shampoo and stuff alone is is huge um also it's nice to be able to have full-size toiletries that's the other cool thing about amtrak is that you can you can have all full-size toiletries you don't have to have your 311 bag and it's oh yeah 
Yeah. yeah. The whole experience of taking Amtrak instead of an airplane is just much, much better. Like, I would say, like, even the crappy food. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never actually gone to the dining car. Uh, I just, I like, don't know, I don't... It's not good. It's still, you know, you know, microwave crap and, you know, canned soda and, like, one beer you can pick from. <laughs> but... Uh, whatever keeps a cold actually gets electricity. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and, and it's on demand, not on demand to the extent that they're walking past your seat at this exact moment. Well, I kind of wish they did do the walking past thing. They did actually do do that in first class on the Azella. Hmm. They have table side service, but so far I haven't actually done that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I might someday. We'll see. And I think some of the things like the uh, box of cheese from partnership with Kraft and weirdly few crackers to go with it is probably the same, <laughs> depending on airline. Yeah, most likely. I mean, so you, you didn't appear to get sick. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> no, I, I stayed at a baseline of coughing some. Yeah. I tried to like engage in healthy behaviors like so I I had actual breakfast at my hotel's restaurant every day. They have a really nice buffet. And I like ate fruit and I had some orange juice and I like had like food and protein and whatever and like fruit. I ate actual food in the morning instead of like a Luna bar or whatever. Um I tried to eat lunch. I usually managed. I had the worst macaroni and cheese I have ever had on um Friday. Yeah, it was Friday. Um, Friday, I met up with uh, our friend Steve and uh, Sabriel, and we were just, you know, chilling on the expo floor, <laughs> walking five miles or so back and forth <laughs> from one uh, one vendor to another. Because whenever you go to one booth and then you want to go to another booth, the second one is always like all the way across the floor, like no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 if you were really smart you'd plan out a route ahead of time and like have a map and an agenda and an itinerary but like nobody does that so it's just a shit ton of walking and uh we ended up getting lunch from one of the little like food court thingies oh no that's right that was actually on saturday when i met steve's kids who were very nice even though i don't normally like children <laughs> they were kind of they were they were like cool little people i was like all right this is this is fine i can hang out with these people it's fine <laughs> They're humans, just smaller. Um, Friday, I had some really terrible pizza. Saturday, I had the world's worst uh, mac and cheese. And Sunday, I had a mediocre hot dog. <laughs> I don't know what I did on Thursday. Oh, yeah, I had a fairly crappy teriyaki bowl. The food situation <laughs> is not great at PAX, although they do have um, a bunch of food trucks but the thing about the food trucks is that they're outside. And the thing about the outside in late February in Boston is that it's 30 degrees. Yeah. So I was like, not super jazzed about going outside. So I didn't. Because uh, my coat was in the secret. I, I was at PAX as an enforcer, uh, which is like, it used to be a, a volunteer to help run the conference. But I think the... Um, the Seattle PAX enforcers like revolted. <laughs> so now it's a paid position. Also, like they were probably on pretty shaky legal grounds as to what can be considered like a volunteer, like who can have volunteers and what you can have those yeah. volunteers do. <laughs> so, so I'm actually going to get a paycheck at some point. <laughs> oh, I guess it'll be direct deposit. Um, but anyway, 
Oh, so that's why you splurged for the Acela and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think maybe the paycheck will cover the Acela and that's it. The hotel's all on me, mm. which is fine. It wasn't that bad. I mean, it was. So, like, if I were not a r- quite privileged um, <laughs> tech worker, it would have been a real strain. But it's, like, okay because I am. I, I was in the, the Cambridge Marriott, which is adjacent to the MIT campus, uh, and it's like a gigantic hotel with like a million rooms in it. It has 25 floors, although I was on floor 26 because they skip 13, mm-hmm. which is whatever. Um, cowards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my, it, oh man. So my my hotel room <laughs> was extremely compact. In fact, it was so compact that I could not find the closet. <laughs> And I and I was um I was commiserating with with somebody else in the elevator. I was like chit chatting with strangers. It was really weird. I forget why this started. Why I started chit chatting with strangers, but it was like I, I mentioned the cleverly hidden closet, and this couple was like, "Yeah, it took us forever to find it too." Because it turns out that they there's like a sliding like frosted plastic door that closes the bathroom, and it turns out. That the closet is actually like when the bathroom door is closed, oh, then God. you can see the closet. Because, <laughs> like, I found the ca- the little cabinet with the iron in it, and there was like a space next to it, and I'm like, oh, maybe this is the closet, but it seemed to be really hard to open. So I was like trying pretty hard, but not hard enough, luckily, because that's not. I mean, that would get you into the closet. <laughs> mm-hmm. But into the side, yeah. which is not what you really, <laughs> and you'd be doing property damage. Um, but eventually, like, I, I don't know, the, 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 the bathroom, what I thought of as the bathroom door bounced a little bit. And I, and then I could see that it was indeed a closet. Uh, and the, the couple who was in the elevator were like, yeah, the, the woman had put a suitcase into the closet while the man was in the bathroom and kind of locked me in there. He was trapped until she moved. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's very compact, but not, uh, (laughs) The best user experience, maybe? I don't know. The hotel room was okay, though. I kind of, the restaurant was actually kind of okay. Like, the breakfast was good. I had dinner there one day as well. Uh, although I'm <laughs> immediately outside the doors of my hotel, there was a Chipotle. So, TVH, I had Chipotle like two nights that I was there, maybe three. I mean, <laughs> uh, not only was that of predictable quality, but uh, it, Sounds like you didn't have much luck not doing that. <laughs> so yeah, so I was like, <laughs> plus you know, this was I I had dinner after I got off of my shift, and I was like dead <laughs> at the end of my shift. So I was I just staggered to the <laughs> to to either the Chipotle or the the restaurant at the hotel. Um, I had some pretty decent beer at the hotel restaurant. That was like a local Cambridge brewery. Uh, Cambridge Amber by I think it's Cambridge Brewing Company uh, like that's literally their name I don't know something like that it's pretty good fish and chips was eh. mm. I thought about getting a lobster roll but I don't know if I like lobster uh, and I'm kind of suspicious that I don't like I have this idea that I don't but I've always had <laughs> I've often had ideas that I don't like things that I've actually never tried like, I think I've talked about how I, when I was a kid, I figured I hated avocados and guacamole because it was green and weird looking. And then I actually tried it and it was like amazing. Mm, yeah. 
So this might be another one of those things. And also, <laughs> lobster roll can beat a lot of things. At the minimum, it's like lobster and mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. I know what fish and chips is going to be like, basically. Well, yes, it's the cheapest fish. That's white. And uh, fry it's the cod, hell out of it. apparently, at this one. It's, it, it advertised itself as locally caught cod, which it might be. I don't know. <laughs> they do have cod in the North Atlantic, so. Yeah, story checks out. <laughs> and it was like a huge slab of fish, like a ridiculous amount of fish. I'm used to fish and chips in Hawaii, where um, it's uh, usually we would get mahi-mahi, but sometimes we would get ono. And it's like little pieces of fish that are like, you know, about the size of a chicken strip, really. Um, but fish. Right, Yeah. <laughs> And like three little strips, not one gigantic fish fillet. Like <laughs> that's like this the length of my arm. <laughs> not my whole arm, but like just my lower arm. Anyway. <laughs> and yeah, so Pax. That was yeah. I actually didn't play that many games. Really only one. I think I only played I there was this whole Animal Crossing thing, but the queue was always like unbelievable <laughs> so i kind of avoided that whole thing even though you would get like a free pin if you did it but i was just like I, I have a limited amount of time also like i kept intending to go there early uh before like because as an enforcer i could get in like earlier than normal attendees could and like do stuff but i didn't because like i set an alarm that turned out it was a weekday only alarm because i just mm. reused one of the old ones on my watch and i didn't look closely uh so that that day i didn't get in early <laughs> and then a different day at like i don't know i, I think saturday I, I meant to get in early and i super didn't <laughs> and then sunday i uh noticed the rash was still like really, it's really bad and i did some googling and i was like all right well i will get some support pantyhose <laughs> <laughs> and, which necessitated going to a CVS. By the way, every CVS was completely sold out of hand sanitizer. I like yeah. was hoping that they would have a variety of hand sanitizers so I could find like a more moisturizing one and a less like hand destroying one. But there was literally no hand sanitizer to be had. Luckily, I had three bottles like just of from my personal stockpile because I bought. In fact, two of the bottles I had bought at the last packs that I went to. <laughs> um, and uh two of them were just some bath and body works uh lavender scented i ended up giving one of them to another enforcer um because you know yeah you gotta be nice to your co-workers because <laughs> you rely on them also after the first day of <laughs> walking like twenty thousand steps i kind of um made him do the the role that had like a shit ton of walking <laughs> and i just stayed uh my job was to protect the diversity lounge um, just like, and, and like stay in there kind of permanently and make sure nothing bad happened <laughs> and also swap the water bottles when they got empty. Cause I'm physically capable of doing that. Yes. Your lifelong <laughs> assignment. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the woman who is strong enough and tall enough. Cause that matters too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then luckily there was only one almost but not really an incident so there had been this guy who was like you know he had the the nazi haircut and he was like being <laughs> shitty to some of our exhibitors and 
Somebody and so I have face blindness, right? <laughs> so I had seen picture, photographs of him on somebody else's phone. I don't know why she didn't text them to us. Actually, we should have all really had a copy for yeah. comparison's sake, but we didn't. So somebody um, to, who was one of the exhibitors told us that they had seen the guy outside and that he was coming in, and he did. And it was a, it was you know a tallish white guy with like. The Hitler Youth haircut, <laughs> and he seemed suspicious. So I like, you know, notified management and like a bunch of huge dudes <laughs> descended on the diversity lounge and kind of followed him around. And it, and he was actually just a regular person with an unfortunate haircut. Like maybe he was kind of shitty, but not like actively shitty shitty. He was not the guy who had been banned the day before and uh, snuck back in. Luckily, so that turned out to be a non-incident. Uh, there was an actual kind of almost incident, but so <laughs> on Saturday, we were like aggressively checking people's badges. So I asked everybody who did not have a visible badge, like if I could see their badge. And there's this one guy who's like, I'm convention security. Uh, this is our uniform. And I had indeed seen like people around like wearing what he, so it seemed legit. Uh, and, and I was like, okay. And then he started uh, asking me like what, the diversity lounge was and, and uh, but his way of doing that was to say is this one of those safe spaces that your generation oh, has <laughs> and i was like okay how, dude yeah first of all how old do you think i am because <laughs> because i'm actually 37 i'm pushing 40 hard at this point i think you're talking to me like i'm a teenager but uh yeah um <laughs> and and so i mean i being me say yes <laughs> It 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 is. Uh, there's a bunch of organizations in here. Blah blah blah. Diversity in gaming, isn't it great? And oh god, this is the worst part. And like so, trigger warning uh, for transphobia. But like so, he he goes on to say that back in his day, people had imaginary friends, but they didn't get to be imaginary people. And I was like, oh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I forget, I think I kind of stopped talking and just gave him, like, my stony bitch face at that point. And he did go away shortly thereafter. So I think I, like, vibed my extreme disapproval at him. <laughs> and luckily, he only talked to me. He didn't, like, bother any of the vendors or any of the attendees in there, any of the people who were there for a good reason to, like, you know... The, Be safe and diverse. The... <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so that in a way that it was good that he only talked to me and he went away. So I, I drove him off basically, like not aggressively, but just like with Through sheer silence. force of presence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so for a while, I was like, God, that sucked. And I kept thinking about it and I was talking about it with my fellow enforcers. And I was like, you know what? I am going to report this. So I I typed up a message in our in our staff discord and described the guy and they were like, all right, we'll we'll send this up the chain. And I'm like, awesome, because that's really unacceptable. Like that is incredibly inappropriate and shitty. Yeah, I I can't get into the headspace of it was like an older dude, but that's really no excuse. No, no, it never is. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that, that's the only, like, negative thing that really happened to me. Right, and also kind of 
you know, justifies why you're there and drawing yeah, some salary now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I was doing my job, like li- actively doing my yeah. job. Uh, it, it, weird, although there was weird one weird thing that happened. Like there was a guy who had like a ton of lanyards handing, hanging out of his pocket, but no visible badge. And there were two of us in the lounge. And so like we both kind of started converging on him from different parts of the room (laughs) (laughs) and he so he saw me and he just kind of turned and then he saw her and then he was like oh shit he kind of booked it out of there like he scrambled out so I'm like ah so I reported that guy too I was like there's this dude and I kind of described him a little bit and whatever and he ran away from us which is very hmm yeah (laughs) but I mean that was you know whatever that wasn't an actual incident. It was just a weird thing. Yeah. You know, I did spend most of my time in the diversity lounge, which I actually did last time I was at PAX, too, because I was volunteering for I Need Diverse Games, um, telling people about that organization specifically. It's, I, you know, it's kind of a cool place to be. I think it's neat. Trans Lifeline was there, which was awesome. They're very awesome as an organization. Uh, suicide Prevention, Take This. There were a bunch of places there. And they had really nice chairs. I must say, for the Boston <laughs> Convention Center, the chairs that they put, like, around are actually really comfortable. <laughs> they had, uh, like, decent back support, and it was really nice to sit in after walking, like, five miles. <laughs> At least five miles, uh, and then sometimes ten. <laughs> That's too many for one day. Yeah. It doesn't help that, like, I started my day by walking from South Station to the Convention Center, which is about six-tenths of a mile, um, over a, a bridge that goes over a river. So sometimes that was like the coldest wind in the world is not, well, not in the world, but a very cold wind is trying to <laughs> remove the skin from your face. <laughs> um, luckily I, uh, well, not luckily I, <laughs> I, I had brought my, uh, one, my nice warm waterproof Land's End jacket, my, my squall parka. <laughs> And it was is a really warm and adequate jacket. And of course, I wore long underwear because I don't fuck around with the cold. <laughs> and on uh, Sunday, I was wearing pantyhose and long underwear because I was trying to like prevent my <laughs> my Disney rash from getting any worse. I don't know if it worked or if it helped at all, whatever. But it was an extra layer. So, yeah, um, I didn't really mess around with being cold. I had like a little hat and I had gloves and I had two levels of gloves, actually. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that works yeah. way better. Plus, like when you're kind of booking it <laughs> between like, you know, you don't get as cold as if like you were standing still. Like the mistake that I made uh, three years ago, which was the last time I went there, I got to South Station like way early for my Amtrak train, which is stupid you show up like 15 minutes early. That's <laughs> that, any earlier, like maybe half an hour. Yeah. Because it's not like an airport. You don't need to go through, you know, security. Um, and the mall isn't even that good. Not in South Station. It's pretty okay in uh, um, Washington Union Station, but mm. not in South Station. It kind of sucks. Uh, there's giant <laughs> CVS, which has no hand sanitizer right now and hasn't for a while uh, and probably won't. <laughs> For a while. I don't know if people line up. They, like, get the get the word out on when they're getting a shipment or whatever. Uh, just out of curiosity, I checked Bath & Body Works' website to see if they had, like, you know, they, they usually have, like, a ton of, like, tiny, li- their little pocket backs. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're sold out. 
<laughs> it's amazing. People are freaking out and buying hand sanitizer. I mean, on the one hand, that's kind of good. But on the other hand, you know that there are people who are hoarding. I was going to like say, have, like, yeah, that's what's happening. They have, like, a lifetime supply, probably. Yeah. Because people suck. I guess people are hoarding toilet paper and stuff, too, like, in case. I wonder if I should, I should probably buy some more toilet paper. I don't know. I don't expect to be confined to my house, but... One can never have too much toilet paper because it will yeah. be gotten through eventually. Yeah, it doesn't spoil. <laughs> and unlike the uh, converse, uh, there is no substitute for toilet paper, even though it can be substituted for many other uh, uh, yeah. temporary things. Never paper towels. <laughs> That's the worst thing you can try to substitute for toilet paper, especially if you think you're going to flush them. Yeah. Because that's just going to ruin your life. Yeah, luckily I've never experienced this, but uh, have delivered uh, said information in... <laughs> I'm not going to talk more about toilets. We already had the accidental toilet episode last week. <laughs> <laughs> and at least one on purpose toilet episode. <laughs> what it's a thing everybody has to use it at some point speaking of toilets <laughs> fine you this on, on yourself no this, um, this one's fine though there were it's there were uh two kinds of bathrooms at the convention center there were gendered bathrooms and all genders bathrooms and i used both gendered women's rooms and all genders like you could tell that it's a women's room because it's all stalls and no urinals but like mm -hmm. Men were using it and whatever. And all of the women's rooms were pleasant and they didn't smell and they were clean. And there was like, there was some like water drops on the floor around the sinks, but like the floors in the stalls were dry. Uh, now, in the all genders uh, bathroom, on the other hand, <laughs> it smelled strongly of pee when you walk in and there were the, the floors inside of the stalls were wet. Uh, like there were little puddles and droplets and whatever and it was grubby and gross and i was like all right now i know for sure men are disgusting men are the problem 100 <laughs> percent like it, my, with my with my extensive uh investigation <laughs> via using one bathroom that men did not use and one that men did use at this convention i can d uh definitively <laughs> determine that men are gross yeah, but I mean, you you can do any uh, pairings of bathrooms like that, and it is only a matter of time before one is noticeably grosser. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even go in the other side of the all genders bathrooms where it was the one that had urinals in it. Like, mm. I can't imagine that was better. I mean, it may be slightly better than the actual men's room nearest. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe because, like, also that one had lines for the stalls. <laughs> um, because there were only, like, three stalls because there were also urinals. Right, the yeah. other, Well, there must have been more than that. There must have been, like, at least six. But still, it's a huge... I don't even know how many thousands of people attended this year. Hmm. So, on the one hand, I'm in favor of all genders bathrooms because I feel like Nobody should ever be put in the awkward position of which bathroom am I going to be safer in right. versus which actually matches my gender identity. So, but, but all men need to learn to pee correctly. And then we can do all, all genders everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I would just advocate 
for not having bathrooms with multiple toilets in them. Just have or, a hallway I that's mean, a row of toilets or yeah like with but with d nice doors that go all the way to the bottom and all the way to the top and like close and don't have huge gaps right, like <laughs> little rooms <laughs> yeah like you know uh, the other thing about amtrak <laughs> is that the bathrooms are less appallingly small than i mean they're not huge they're not spacious and nice by any stretch of the imagination but i can turn around in them without yeah you know, the last, brushing my knees on the toilet the last airplane bathroom i used uh i was thankfully just peeing and have <laughs> the parts for doing that without sitting down because a person of my small size could not understand the puzzle of how even I would go about sitting down in this bathroom. It's as somebody with much longer legs than yours, it's super hard. Yeah. And and my knees are basically touching the door, which is gross. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's not pleasant. And then there's the teeny tiny little sink that you have to try to wash your hands in. And uh, it's just a whole thing. So the Amtrak bathrooms are a bit better than that. Less appalling. It's, it's a high <laughs> praise indeed. <laughs> yeah, everything about the Amtrak experience is less appalling than flying. Yeah, I mean, it's great if you are if you always start with flying, especially like coach. <laughs> yeah, which I almost always do. Yeah. I am, I am flying again in uh, May to Orlando, but it's on JetBlue, so hopefully it won't be too bad. I mean, the bathroom will still be. But... Yeah, it'll still be tiny. But it's a relatively short flight, so that shouldn't actually matter right, yeah. to me. <laughs> I wish it were possible to take... Well, okay. So it's not so much impossible to take a train down to Florida. It's just like really slow and inconvenient and terrible. There is... You can do this thing called the auto train. Although, oddly enough, it only goes from Washington to Florida and not back. <laughs> Like you, so you put your car on the train, so it kind of comes with you. I don't know if you can ride in your car or if you ride in a regular. No, train the car. the the car cars um, <laughs> are uh, multi level and enclosed. It's a okay. Whole, it's a whole thing. So you can't. All right, yeah. fine. But so then, <laughs> no, you, you don't you know, just go park on a flat car like it's a, like it's I a ferry know. and just sit there. <laughs> that would be kind of interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, so some people do that, and then they drive back, which is a sucky, long-ass drive. I would do the drive over two days, but some people just drive without stopping, even though that's there are hotels in between, you know. It seems like magic that my mom used to, like, plan out our routes driving from New Jersey to Florida and, like, making hotel reservations along the way so we knew exactly where we were stopping. Like, how did she do that? She didn't have the internet. Right. This was I, in the 80s. <laughs> I, yeah, it, it still boggles my mind that any, like, like the bygone era of Americans actually <laughs> going on vacations was the pre-GPS era. And it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Like, <laughs> I know, so she would navigate using a road atlas. I understand that. But I have literally no idea, like, what do you do? Just, like, call a general line for Marriott and be like, okay, I need hotels in this state, like this general area and this general area. And then they tell you like, that's all. That's my best guess. I could actually ask. <laughs> well, I should ask. But like, just to speculate. I know. Yeah. And I, I think before everything was poisoned with robotic phone trees, you could 
basically call any number you found and people would do their best to help you because it was a different Me. time. <laughs> <laughs> sure was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. Let, let's not worry about different times right now. <laughs> and And remember, everyone, don't look at your retirement accounts. Just don't look at them for like a while. Don't look don't at them until know. you're retired. You don't need to worry about it until then. Yeah. Or until you die. Right. Because you're you know, to still be working. Yeah. What's retirement? Yep. I don't know. That's how I got through 2009. I just didn't look. Just don't look. Just don't look. <laughs>